Yeah, there's no I in team, but you is in my mouth. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. If you write it out, it almost makes sense. Does the world have more heroes or more child molesters? January 15th, 2009, Canadian geese, hired by Al-Qaeda, forced Captain Chesley Sully Sullenberger to make an emergency landing on the Hudson River. And on that day, 155 people were drastically inconvenienced. Two years later, this comedy podcast was created to detail crime in New York City. The question, what's better, the miracle on the Hudson or New York City crime report? The podcast is an hour-long weekly. The miracle on the Hudson happened once and lasted only three minutes. And no laughs. Not even a good three minutes. Okay, Sully saved the lives of 155 people. But just who are these people? What kind of people did Sully save? Spared a sudden death? They squandered their new lease on life. I'm sure a handful of them quit their jobs and drove away forever. But I bet most of them kept right on working the jobs they hated driving their kids to soccer practice, and changing the litter box, and what's it take for some people to wake up and fuck the babysitter? That's an unknown. Then we probably have to learn to live with that kind of shit. Uh, joining me now, comedian Rob Little. Hey. Rob, do you remember the Tootsie Pop commercial from the 70s? Uh, I think I know which one you're talking you know, about. The, the guy says, uh, oh, there's a kid, you know, a little cartoon kid, and he's thinking about Tootsie Pops. You know, he's fixated on them, probably because there weren't any school shootings. <laughs> and he's wondering, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? And the answer, the world may never know. In the 13th century, there was a monk who was involved in the Crusades, and uh, there was a soldier who was about to storm into an unfamiliar town, and he asked the abbot, how can we tell who's Catholic and who isn't? And the monk answered, kill them all, let God sort them out. Which is another way of saying, the world may never know. How many Catholics are heretics? God will sort them out after you killed them indiscriminately. Now, now Rob, indiscriminate killing is the way of the Lord. And when God's about to kill a bunch of people, you should let it happen. Because dead people don't save lives, and dead people don't molest kids. So when you preserve a human life, it's not always a good thing. But it is always a good thing when you make someone laugh. Captain Sully Save Lives Crime Report gives you a reason to live. To celebrate the heroism of a man like Sully would compromise my integrity as a journalist. Now, you're joining me uh, on your like fourth day in New York City, right? Yeah. And where do you come from? I come from Michigan. I'm by way of L.A. I was in L.A. for 10 years. Oh, yeah, L.A. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Michigan is the hand. Uh, so you, That's right. So where on the hand were you? I'm basically in the crotch of the thumb and the forefinger. Okay. So that would be the, uh, like, the, <laughs> so towards the Great Lakes. Hour north of Flint. Flint, we're, I hear it's just upstream. A, I, oh, good. <laughs> I hear it's a horrible place. Yeah. It was worse back in the day, but it, it's not as bad as it used to be. Really? I mean, the water is, but the rest of it isn't. <laughs> That's always <laughs> the last thing to get spruced up, I guess. Yeah. Sault Ste. Marie, I've been to. That's way more north. And, and Brimley. Have you been to that, yeah. that gig in Brimley? Yeah, I have. Yeah, my God. Why it's, have we it's done like that gig? switched hands <laughs> 10 times, too, like 10 different bookers. Yeah. Uh, who books it now, by the way? I have no idea. Me neither. I haven't. Uh, I, I only been there once, and it was it was so cold. It was so. 
icy frozen out there the tundra yeah it's it's the it's, it's the up yeah right. the up the the most michigan of all the michigan it's the canada of michigan well we and they hate canadians too right border people whatever's on the other side of a border you just hate the other side of it yeah i don't know why and you're probably made up like genetically you're a lot of that very mixed <laughs> like, like you know everybody in el paso is uh, mexican right and and even though they're american they're mexican and I bet it's the same way up there. They have like a lot of Indian up there and a lot of weird tribal shit. We uh, are talking about <laughs> the New York City Crime Awards, which we uh, have, uh, you know, I mean, there's only a few seasons in, on the calendar. You know, there's 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 the new year. There's Black uh, Black Hitler Month. And then there's the, the awards, the Crime Awards. And then in the spring, it's groping season. That's what you have to look forward to. I can't to. wait. I'm looking forward to that. Man, you are really in for a treat. The women, As a single guy, it's great for groping, right? It's it just, <laughs> yeah. The only problem is, is that you have to, you literally must watch your hands because like you'll involuntarily reach for things you're not supposed to reach for. And if you touch them, it's against the law. I'm talking about legs, breasts. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about, it's just a smorgasbord of pussy uh, starting in like I don't know now really you know the moment I was gonna say it seems like it is now the moment there's a warm day it, it it just it's off the hook though and I know you said you were here in August yeah and and that's a time when it's you know it's hot and women you know they're undressed a lot but I mean when it first starts that's when it's just like they've they've kept it hidden under their clothing right. and they're all getting I, in the I'm gym like, right now look I'm not the one that's a fucking perv. This shit happens. <laughs> right. I'm not. This is not like a. a We're not a, voting on your story. No, this is not a boyish <laughs> overreaction here. Uh, they, they really do uh, come out of, of hiding. Well, so the New York City Crime Awards are really just stories that are the best of the year and in different categories. Some of these categories are, are rather amusing and, and hopefully you'll, you'll get a, a kick out of them. Fuck if I know. But uh, the first. Uh, the first category here, Rob Little, who uh, is from Michigan by way of L.A., mm -hmm. outstanding performance in the molestation of a child or children. Now, <laughs> now these are all voted on by uh, New York City Crime Report fans, and um, and they have they have decided on these. So, uh, so the, the the category outstanding performance in the molestation of a child or children among criminals, uh, I, and and this is. I can't really say for sure. I can't verify this, but convicted child molesters are supposedly the most hated in prison. Have you ever heard that? Well, look at Jared. Just got the crap beat out of him. Did he Subway really? Jared. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and they report that. That's interesting. That's how little sympathy there is for that guy. Yeah. Jared beaten. And everybody goes, good. Right. <laughs> is there any other information on it? Not that I know of. Well, I know that they messed him up bad and he... Uh, like filed a claim or something, but they are not doing anything about it. Oh, I mean, uh, the, you would not believe how often people get the fuck beat out of them at Rikers. I mean, like, uh, I wouldn't even believe it. It's the kind of thing that you don't even hear about. You only hear about the worst of the worst. People bringing in shit. It's constant contraband issues, constant rape. Well, people, I guess, supposedly in prison, they're prisoners, and they don't like child molesters in there. And the reason, the operative theory is that most of the inmates were molested as children and they have a lot of negative emotions tied to their abuser. Like if criminals were performers, yeah. then I think child molesters would be the mimes. Silent, <laughs> somewhat creepy, antiquated and corny. Yeah. And what makes and what makes a person engage in mime? It's just a mystery, you know? 
Well, those who molest children are often authority figures like teachers or relatives who betray the trust of the victim. But only one can be the best and win the award for outstanding performance in the molestation of a child or children. The nominees, uh, along with scoutmasters, teachers and priests, the creepy uncles of the world, have yeah. earned an indelible stain on the sex offender firmament. Our first nominee, a Queens man who fondled his niece on an MTA bus. He represents classic heterosexual child touching in a public environment. It's like a crime of opportunity minus the opportunity. A 31-year-old creep was riding on the Q53 with his six-year-old niece when horrified passengers saw him touching her inappropriately. Well, some people can't afford a smartphone. They have to make do. <laughs> oh, my God. That's could that, horrible. Could that be that he just is, you know, just I, I, people are looking down at their phones and he's like, I got this niece. I'll just. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's really paying attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, how aggressive was he that they did pay attention? Yeah, I mean, it must have been really like strictly direct and like easy to spot. What are you getting out of it? It's a six year old girl. There's nothing. That's so gross to me. I mean, you know, all the equipment's there. It's seven, yeah. It's just really six, small. Too young. <laughs> right. Too young. I mean, they get to be seven, you know, they've got a little maturity. <laughs> right. Six. Sicko. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, that there's a, maybe it's that innocence thing or something. I And then again, maybe he's innocent. In maybe he's innocent. Maybe he was just doing something normal. What if... And then, like, and, and he looked weird. You know what I mean? Maybe he was a guy who had a long goatee, and he was wearing, like, a denim vest and no shirt. What if she was, a, like, a, a bedwetter? Or, you know what I mean? Like, she wets herself a lot. Maybe he was reaching to feel. That's yeah. the only other thing I can think where he'd be innocent. Sometimes they do that. Sometimes you people, know? They, it looks very much like an invasive thing. But how else will you know if there's urine all over that baby's vagina? <laughs> unless you stroke the baby's vagina. Long enough to get it all covered. And uh, oh, yeah, gross. I can see that. I mean, it's a six-year-old kid. It's no baby. Well, police met the Woodhaven, uh, the bus at Woodhaven Boulevard and 63rd Drive. It takes buses forever to get anywhere, so I'm sure he got to squeeze in a pretty good molesting session. So that's nominee squeeze. number one. Our second nominee, Bronx baseball coach Lloyd Watson. This mentor molester was highly motivated. Uh, not only did 28-year-old Watson plead guilty to molesting two boys, already excessive, a team only needs one catcher, <laughs> but while he was out on probation, he engaged in a long-form molestation, which the Daily News very generously refers to as a tryst. A long form? What is he doing? Improv with it? <laughs> doing short form? <laughs> yeah, it's the Herald form. form. <laughs> <laughs> with, He's doing the UCV molestation. Yeah, with a, like, uh, we're going to come out. We're going to take some suggestions. <laughs> Yeah. 14-year-old boy in that case. So uh, it says, performing oral sex on him several times. I'm pretty sure his probation was conditional on him not performing oral sex on 14-year-old boys several times. wonder I, how they I, found out. Like, did, was that kid all of a sudden just starting every game? <laughs> like, he's really not he's talented. Not good. I mean, he just swings on everything. And he doesn't even take a bat up to the plate. He just, just kind of stands there with his hands on his hips. He's really to get hit. unsportsmanlike. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no I in team, uh, but you is in my mouth. <laughs> if you write it out, it almost makes sense. So that's a Bronx baseball coach. This guy actually had one of his players who wanted him to, uh, get, who wanted him to marry him. 
Uh, it was Marry him. Yeah, he said, "When are you gonna put a When are you gonna put a ring on it?" Because the guy had a girlfriend. He wanted him to break up with his girl. He wanted the coach to break up with his girlfriend and put a ring on it. Speaking to him it's about, what do you him, mean? about the himself, kid wanted the, the kid. Coach? Yes. It's, uh, now we covered the story back. Uh, it was the. It was. It, I, wow. I, I remember. I remember that from covering it the first time. It was with Jerry. Uh, and I, God damn it! I can never think of that guy. That's guy's. crazy. Okay, so that's the second nominee. Now the molester. Uh, this, this third one is is quite a story. Uh, He's a he's a Brooklyn dad on trial for molesting his own son, and uh, he he acted as as his own attorney. This guy was really an extraordinary case. Uh, so he and, and this is what he recommends as his own punishment because he's you know he's deep in the case and he's saying like look, uh, you know maybe this should happen. So he, and this is a quote. It says so please, Mister or Mrs. D- District Attorney, as for my punishment, I will one not call my son, two. I will stay away from my son. Three, I will gladly accept all help you are willing and able to give me, he wrote. Well, I think, boy, this guy, okay, that seems fair. <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't not molest him, what makes you, I mean, I'm sure you're going to call him. He's like, I didn't say I wouldn't text. <laughs> so I take it he, the parents were divorced and he like got visitation or something? Well, so- it sounds as if, yeah, the, 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 there has been a rift in the marriage, and the kid, he started molesting the kid when he was just eight. So the molesting oh. might have been part of what broke up the marriage. Yeah. Uh, he acted as, as his own attorney. The kid's a lot older now. This has gone on for a while. He's acted as, as his own attorney. He claimed that he was merely uh, teaching his son about sex, teaching him sexual things, beginning when the son was only Eight years old. Boy, my dad was on the complete opposite spectrum of teaching. <laughs> he basically goes, you want to know anything? And I said, no. And he uh, goes, good. Uh, <laughs> Back to watching Grizzly Adams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good dad. That's what dads are supposed to do. Avoid conversation at all at all costs. Right. Dads don't want to talk to you. They're not supposed to want to talk to you. <laughs> right. And, and when they do talk to you, it's generally something bad. You know, usually, especially a sex. Uh, this is his version of the sex talk. It's like... <laughs> The birds and the bees, and you notice how your penis is getting hard in my hand. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's it, the guys are a total. Uh, I mean, odds on favorite, I would think, to win this to win in this category as a strong nominee. Well, the balls on him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To go into court and, and and actually call his son to the witness stand yeah. and ask him these invasive probing questions like, "Do you love your oh, father?" He called his son to the witness. Yeah, and then yeah, and then spoke oh. to him as if, in the third person as if he was an he was you know the attorney in the situation. Oh. Yeah. So you, he used his own trial to further abuse the victim, his own son, while court reporters take down every word. I mean, child sexual abuse really doesn't get any more personal or fucked up than that. So these are the nominees, Creepy Uncle on the Bus, Baseball Coach in the Bronx, and the Brooklyn Sex Education Dad, and the winner of the 2015 NYC Crime Award for Outstanding Performance in the Molestation of a Child or Children. Can I guess? Yeah. I'm going to go with that last one. It's the Brooklyn Sex Dad. Yeah, the Brooklyn Sex Dad Dad. You're very right. And that is the one that wins. It, we, and we can't present the award to Brooklyn Sex Ed Dad because his name is withheld to protect the identity of his son. Sometimes life isn't fair. You know, robbery, murder, rape, hilarious. These four words are emblazoned across the back of the classic NYC Crime Report t-shirt, rendering it for many virtually unwearable. You can get yours at crimereport.nyc or patdixonnyc.com. Take your fucking pick. With that in mind, we present the NYC Crime Award for Most Hilarious Sexual Assault. 
A funniest rape would have been more to the point, but I thought it was better this way uh, in case there was a story that was really funny, but that wasn't quite rape. Uh, We're on the rape ones? Yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, that was a lengthy introduction there. Yeah, I did. I was just wanting to... (laughs) We're on the rape ones? Bring it back down to the layman's Uh, terms. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, it could have been funniest rape, but I I think... uh, So... Okay, nominee number one, it was just after the 4th of July when our first nominee attacked a 21-year-old woman inside a parking garage at the Port Authority. At the Port Authority, you know, it's like the Studio 54 of rape. (laughs) (laughs) The attacker forced himself on her, even struck her in the face and body, all while wearing a bright American flag shirt. I'm not sure, but I think that makes it a federal offense. Ooh. My theory... This guy was Canadian. He's trying to throw the police off the scent. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a guy raping a woman in a Canadian flag shirt? Yeah. That, <laughs> that's, that's not going to be nice. Sorry, eh? Maybe, uh, I mean, maybe if it was at a Guess Who concert. No. During American Woman. Right. You know? uh, in addition to the American flag shirt, he was wearing denim shorts, white sneakers, and cornrows. I think you get the picture. It doesn't get more American than that, right? If he had a hot dog in his hand. And it was just <laughs> right in that sweet spot, you know, in the celebra- celebratory time right after Independence Day. Yeah, he needs a hot, <laughs> a hot dog in his hand. Oh, boy, it takes me a minute to recognize a good I dick joke. I was kind of wondering. Yeah. yeah well, it's, uh, thought, well. it, there's so many things floating around in, in the smallest room in New York City here, Rob. Uh, <laughs> this guy, I think... Uh, he perpetrated a, a darn good, uh, a darn good sexual assault, and uh, memorable with the shirt, and, and to my knowledge, was not caught. Uh, next in Queens, a massage worker got an unhappy ending. A guy came in for a massage, but when the two got to the private room, he just raped her. There's not a lot of detail in the Daily News story. I'm guessing they left out a lot of pertinent information. Answers to questions like, "Did he get completely naked, like for a massage?" rape her and then run out before she could do anything like get redressed right. and run. uh since since no weapon is mentioned and, and it's not mentioned that he hit her uh, why didn't she call for a manager exactly and the all-important uh was she jacking him off when he decided to rape her in a situation like this there's really a thin line in a massage parlor between posing as a customer and being a customer <laughs> But this makes the list. What do you think? I mean, that sounds I, like kind of fishy, right? I think they did exactly what he was in there to do. Mm-hmm. And then when she was cleaning up, she probably went into the other room to get him something, and he just took off. Yeah. And then so she goes, he didn't pay. I raped. Rape. If yeah. he didn't pay, that's a rape. Maybe he just, like, running out without paying, that's yeah. not rape. Right. That's just it's theft. Uh, it's theft of services. <laughs> Now, in uh, July of 2015, you weren't here, but rapes were up 4%. Can't pin it on you. I I wasn't trying to say that. But (laughs) the week ending July 12th, rapes were up, uh, Jesus, 106% for the week ending July 12th. That would include the week uh, of our American flag guy. Okay. And uh, and everybody was getting into the act, including the elderly. It's an 82-year-old Brooklyn woman was raped at knife point in Coney Island. Wow. She was cold <laughs> for her age. You're right. For an octogenarian, you know. She's an octogenarian four. So she's an octogenarian eight. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what she looked like, but uh, it must have been something. Uh, this 82-year-old woman was 
cleaning in front of her home on Coney Island Avenue, south of the Belt Parkway. 1.40 a.m. 1.40. Is that when 82-year-old ladies clean up in front of her apartment at, 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 at 1.40 in the morning? Almost 2 in the morning, and she's cleaning. Probably wearing high-waisted knickers. Right? (laughs) I mean, what was she wearing? That is a good question. An 18-year-old homeless man let himself in, the narrative goes, and hid in her bedroom. And when she entered, he jumped out with a knife and demanded cash. Apparently, he raped her for a good couple of hours. What? Because he didn't leave until 4 a.m. when he fled with a bag of clothes and an umbrella. (laughs) Strangely, the, the woman was seen the following night around the same time. Cleaning in front of her apartment. Are you serious? The next night? <laughs> no, man. No, just as if to say she got some action. Right. Know? I don't know that that's the case. <laughs> he had my umbrella. That's that's the worst part of it. He's run off with my umbrella. Yeah. That's how old ladies talk down in Korea. Sure, Mary Poppins. Took my, why, how dare him take that? That was a family heirloom umbrella. Well, this guy was 18. Maybe he's been watching. I mean... You know, you put on one of those porn sites and all of a sudden it's like matures one night, you know, uh-huh. they, every day is a different theme. Yeah. So maybe he just saw that and was like, it got him going. He's like, man, there's an old lady. I, I bet I can get into her place. <laughs> her hair is blue and she'd even die. It. I <laughs> am going to hit that. Well, uh, the older the cushion, the deeper the pushing. Is that what they say? It's probably Ugh. like really uh, dusty and squirty. Well, uh, Commissioner Bratton said, what that woman suffered and endured, nobody should have to suffer or endure any time or anywhere in this city. It's a very violent, vicious, depraved individual that we are seeking, and we need to get him off the streets very, very quickly. In other words, you know, some rapes, these ladies have it coming. (laughs) (laughs) But this one is a little different. You know, some of these rapists are just going through the motions, but this guy is raping hard. That's, (laughs) That's what I hear Bratton saying. Maybe he just wanted a Werther's after or something. <laughs> <laughs> you thought if he really put his back into it, he'd get some candy? <laughs> right, he's got some rock candy yeah. out in a little <laughs> in her, uh, ashtray. <laughs> mm. Well, I tell you, that the 82-year-old woman, uh, like I said, that's the one that ticks it up into, into uh, you know, the. I don't know how old you have to be before it's novel. I'm going to say at least in your 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. For an 18-year-old, that's a huge age difference. That guy is raping... At about as fucking far away as he can. He's, he's, he's an open-minded rapist. I guess it's a crime. That's of, a great grandma to him. Yeah. Great, great. Right? There might be three or four greats in there. <laughs> uh, during that same week, 35-year-old Warren Taylor was sentenced for a crime against a prostitute. Brooklyn Supreme Court Justice Alan Morris sentenced the married father of two to 10 years in prison. Taylor liked to go out at night, you see, and have sex with prostitutes. So Taylor's wife does bear some responsibility here, I think, in leaving a sexual void. However, the lengthy sentence was for posing as a cop in order to get free sex. Now, you know how it is for cops. You know, they go to the diner, they get him a free coffee, you know. Well, he tried to coerce an East New York hooker into giving him a blowjob on the arm. A blowjob on the arm. On the arm? (laughs) (laughs) Free blowjob, you know, on the arm. I've never heard that before. (laughs) But I like this idea of posing as a cop. Like, is this something I can do in the summer? Well, what, if you, once rapes get going, yeah, if you work it, yeah, because when it gets to be full blown rape season, uh, <laughs> if he, this guy worked at Con Edison, and he used his work issued handheld radio to <laughs> trick the prostitute and nice, <laughs> shit like that. He looks like a cop too, actually. He doesn't look like a not cop. 
Right. And 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 uh, and the thing is, it's like you take her by storm. But it was a forty dollar blowjob. It cost him ten years. See, that's the problem. Ooh. You impersonate a cop to get some free sex. It's a whole different deal. It's not like just going to see a hooker. They don't give you ten years for that shit. Ten years away from his wife and kids, and I start to think, maybe this guy wanted to default on his bank loan. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe this guy was done with the uh, working-class life. Finally, in Williamsburg... he early, though, right? That's 10 years for that. For impersonating a cop. Yeah. And the, the judge seemed very, very self-satisfied with, like, you know, you really... This is... You did a stupid thing, is what he said. He said, you really seem like a smart guy, but you fucked up. And now here you are going to going to prison for 10 years. I don't know. He did 10 years from the ages of 8 to 18 for some kind of offense. I don't know why. But that's, that's a weird bunch of years to be locked up for, you know? Yeah. I don't understand the criminal justice system sometimes. But he had gotten out. He got himself a house. He had a wife. He had two kids. The white picket fence. Liked to go see whores. Didn't want to pay for him. You know, it costs money to raise kids. He's probably trying to pinch pennies. Welcome every to the world. That's what we all. Yeah. We don't want to pay for it. Yeah. He wanted he wanted it without paying for it. East New York is a very dangerous place. It's very, you know, you've got to be the kind of person who can who can cut it to go there to begin with. You know, East New York, uh, Brooklyn. That's where I live. You don't live in East New York. Oh, I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> you live in Brooklyn. No. Yeah. But, but you live in like Fort Greene. Yeah. And that's nice. But like, you know, uh, East New York is. Is is far far away. Okay. And 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 uh, don't ever go there. And don't go to Brownsville. Okay. And uh, the, the, these are just suggestions. You know, what I mean, do whatever. You, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I appreciate. Maybe it. the idea gets you excited. Of uh, yeah, but uh, these are places that don't gentrify. You know, they haven't gentrified at all. Like like Bed Stuy has uh, is you know gentrified a little bit. And ben it was Stein. Pretty, uh, uh, yeah, a Bedlam <laughs> Crivescent. <laughs> ben okay. Stein. Yeah, don't go to Ben Stein. Well, finally in Williamsburg, and you can totally go to Williamsburg. Yeah, that's nice. Very right? nice. Yeah, a woman was walking near Leonard and Bayard Street, unless you're this woman, when a guy ran up to her, and this is in quotes, grabbed her around the neck and began to fondle her genitals. He fondled her genitals. The suspect then stated to the woman that he was going to have sex with her. Probably not in those words. <laughs> I'm going to have sex with you. The victim pleaded with the suspect Prepare and offered him. for fornicating. <laughs> <laughs> Open your hole. Here comes my dick. Offered him money not to harm her. She pleaded, and that's what she said. I'll give you money not to harm me. The suspect complied. This woman was lucky to have a rapist who was willing to negotiate. How much <laughs> is it worth to not get raped? How much? The two went to a nearby ATM. The victim withdrew $20. Gave it to the suspect who fled the scene. This guy was not driving a hard bargain. Yeah. I mean, that's a real steal. You know, if it could just be $20 or a horrific rape. They're going to pay for it's a volume business, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean, just like hey, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Rape or cash. Rape or cash. And Sounds like you a just, new infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rape or cash. Rape or cash. Yeah. And you just uh, you know, and she had to go to the ATM for 20 bucks. She had 20 bucks on her. And but that was, was the, her and, bank because then she's still getting a three dollar fifty cent fine. <laughs> you know? They suck it to you on that fee, don't they? <laughs> oh man, that's a, I bet you she can get that fee refunded, considering that she was, you know, withdrawing the money just to get out of a rape. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a winner here uh, in this uh, in the winner of the NYC Crime Award for can I, can most, I guess again you, for most hilarious sexual assault. Yes, I'm gonna go with. It's between. <laughs> when you said, can I guess? I started like, oh, you've got a guess in mind. 
I do. We have to hear you think well, this I out. Well, I got two of them that are real. I think there's only three total, Rob. There was four. Oh, there's five actually. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got it down to two. Okay, I got that works. it to the um, guy in the in the uh, United States shirt, mm-hmm. or the guy, the kid raping the 82 year old. I'm a, gonna go with that one. A man poses as a customer to rape the massage worker. That's that was, the one that wins yeah, by by the vote of the listeners, vote of the viewers, man. Yeah, I thought How it was that win. That's like something I bet that happens all the time. I think people thought it was ingenious and thought, you know, like this is uh, certainly an unusual. I mean, like, I think it's the way the Daily News phrases it to like really make you. It really gets your imagination going. That that's what happened. You know, right. like, hello, I would like a massage, please. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like not that complicated. Right, right, right. You just took her back to the room and, 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 and didn't pay. I think that's the whole deal. Uh, we move on into another category. And this one. I don't know. I guess it could be controversial. But, uh, you know, when you talk about um, violence against a woman. Now, um, it was news for Mandy Statmiller who said, why do you have this category? Uh, funniest act of violence against a woman. I'm tired of defending you, she says. You know. Who told you this? News whore, Mandy, <laughs> Mandy Statmiller. News whore. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she says that, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like there should be a, a category like that. And I say, well, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of acts of violence in the city. And people say that, that that violence against women is at an epidemic level. That means there's tons of violence against women in the newspaper. And uh, a lot of it's going to be funny, you know? I mean, it's it's not all funny, but that's why we have it narrowed down to these categories. And, uh, and, and when you look at it, there's really not any other way of grouping these three very amusing stories together. Now, a 54-year-old <laughs> housekeeper who stole money and a gold chain was held against her will. So you're getting that a housekeeper stole money and a gold chain held against her will by the couple she was working for. She was beaten and burned with a blowtorch, singed her eyebrows, burned her leg until she confessed. Wow. She confessed. Police source said the housekeeper fessed up to taking jewelry and cash from the couple she worked for. But she hasn't been charged with anything. Now, the couple was arrested and charged the next day for assault, kidnapping and weapons possession. Apparently... There's a limit to how far you can go to recover stolen property. I don't understand that. It seems like if, if you can get your shit back, go for it, right? Well, who's not going to admit when you're getting, you got a blowtorch up against your eyebrows? Well, she fessed up to the cops, too. <laughs> I don't think they were doing that. <laughs> if they were, that is getting rather um, waterboardy here for the yeah. NYPD. A Bronx man doused a woman with lighter fluid and set her face on fire. 52-year-old William Norwood burned a 48-year-old acquaintance outside his apartment in Tremont. He became enraged after the woman took $10 and refused to give it back. Norwood's 79-year-old mother defended her son, predictably. She said, my son told me she went crazy and lit herself on fire. I saw her burns, and they looked really awful. I love a mother. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> I love it when they check on the, <laughs> what, it does, that. Guy, he could have said anything. My said, baby uh, wouldn't do that. Fucking uh, aliens did it. <laughs> fucking, you know, Metal Arc Lemon <laughs> dribbling a ball. And, uh, and it, I haven't it, heard it, that name in ever. Yeah, Metal Arc Lemon. <laughs> yeah, good old uh, Metal Arc Lemon. And now Network, uh, Norwood, who was charged with attempted murder, two counts of felony assault and criminal possession of a weapon. So the cops certainly think he did it. Uh, she did it herself. I, I like that story. Mm-hmm. She set her own face on fire. To get me in trouble. Well, that's a good story, Mr. Norwood. Now, in Chelsea, a man attacked a pregnant woman after that, she... Well, real quick, that guy had 18 prior arrests before all this. He had 18 prior arrests, most of them sealed. 
Right. No, I don't know why. I, I, I don't well, even know what sealed means if they can just go they're there. I guess it means they can't pull out the details or something. I think it mean, doesn't it usually mean it's because it's the exact same thing what he just did. So they're like, well, we can't. <laughs> we don't want to use all of them against him. What if he set 18 women's face on fire? You know? Right. I, mean, I don't think that's... I don't, and every not. single one of them did it themselves. Not uh, him. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it is these bitches, <laughs> but uh, they get $10 up on me. They set their face on fire. <laughs> Happens every time. I keep lighter fluid everywhere, though, just in case. <laughs> In Chelsea, a man attacked a pregnant woman after she didn't thank him for opening the door for her. The 32-year-old maintenance worker, Daryl Gilliard, was working at the Elliott Houses on 26th Street. An argument ensued after the 22-year-old victim didn't thank the man, and he proceeded to, he proceeded to punch and kick the woman. You know, people bemoan the lack of manners. Ugh. In American society. Yeah. Whatever happened to please and thank you? I got to be honest. I'm on this guy's side. Yeah. Where's the enforcement? You know, if not yeah. him, who? I hate that when, you know, of course, let me tell you something. If I open it, I, I fully don't expect a woman to say thank you. Really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Then don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind doing it. <laughs> I'll open a door. It says thank you or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to start a whole conversation. If I open a door for a girl, it's strictly because I had no other choice. It was just timing and, you know, don't you hate it when it's that awkward amount of time where she's like about maybe 11 paces back? Right. And you don't really have time to see how fast is she went. So you stand there and hold it and then it's like way longer than it should have been. Right. And now you're they like... don't hurry up at all to help you out. Yeah, but now you're also a creep because you're like standing oh, there. I wouldn't think that. Oh, I mean, you have this like friendly, jovial yeah. thing going on, you know, but they see me standing there looking exasperated. And they're like, <sighs> yeah, but it's like I get annoyed, you know. I have to stand there all day. To hope that you take off. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Start filing their nails and shit, you know, making calls. Well, uh, we 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 now have uh, the, the the conclusion here, I guess, well, of the funniest act of violence. Wait a minute, this guy he just kicked and punched her. He should have, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't say thank you. That's you're due for some raping. Oh, right. <laughs> plus she's already <laughs> pregnant, so you ain't gonna get different category, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I mean, how else would you group these stories? A maid beating into confessing, a guy setting a woman's face on fire, and a pregnant woman getting beaten up for not saying thank you. No, They're I think great stories. The right they deserve to be told. This is the one of the best categories of the awards. So, uh, uh, the most uh, the, I, what is it? The, the the funniest act of violence uh, against a woman goes to. Uh, the uh, it's Mr. Norwood for setting her face yep, on fire for ten. It's a very flashy kind of a thing. I think that's it's like <laughs> flashy. It is, you know, yeah, they vote for that one because like, oh, hey, woman got her face on on fire. To me personally, uh, this could have gone anyway. Any, any, I would have accepted any one of these. I love the maid story because it's um, because she's guilty, and I love the at uh, one with that was the, in a couple's home though too. It wasn't at a hotel, right? No, yeah, it was at their home. Yeah, she worked in their home. Yeah, it wasn't like a hotel. Well, thing. if you're in your home, I I don't see nothing against. I mean, I would have did some violence on her too. I think, right? <laughs> yeah. You're at your home. What does yeah. she? She can't prove it. They shouldn't have used the torch, is what I'm saying. Do some, yeah, something may have put over I, her face. I, or, but you know, they didn't pull out the torch until they had to. You know, that's the thing. It's, it wasn't their first idea, right? <laughs> like. They built up to that going, you want us to get the torch out? And she's was like, she, I didn't steal. <laughs> was she tied down or uh, like, why didn't she just leave? Well, I mean, you know, it went, uh, tied down, but I mean, like, uh, you know, they were armed and shit. You know what I mean? One of them had a gun, one had a knife. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, they they meant business. They're wow. like, I want my fucking gold chain and I want my money. I think uh, they just didn't want to be stolen from. It sounds like it was a point of pride. It sounds like it was one of those kind of things. Like they don't <laughs> want, you know. 
the housekeeper stealing from them and getting away with it. I mean, she must have had an attitude. Why wouldn't they just call the cops at this point? That's what I don't understand. Well, I think that they would just, you know, the the cops, what are they going to do? They're going to come and show up and go like, yeah, did you see her take it? Did you take it? She says she didn't take it. All right. Oh, so see, they make a report and they leave. Yeah. yeah. They just wanted their shit. So I could have gone with that one. I could have gone with the $10 one. I could have gone with the beating, beating the pregnant woman for not saying thank you is pretty fucking funny. I'd like to see how pregnant this woman actually was because if, if the guy couldn't tell she was pregnant, it gets a little less funny. Yeah, but if she's got a nice big bubble, which I think is disgusting. Tell you, there's nothing more <laughs> disgusting to me than a pregnant woman. Really? Oh, it's just awful. Yeah. Not because she's like fat, but because there's something in there that's just like untouchable and, and, and grotesque. And like uh, the, the idea of human reproduction to me is not really particularly romantic or, or fun to think so of. So you've never had sex with a pregnant woman? Well, not to my knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I might have. No, uh, full blown. Like, bubbled. oh, like a big. No, definitely not. No. Yeah. You have. Oh, yeah. You can just grab right on, and, and it's like something. It's almost like you're about to get on one of those bouncy balls that when you're a kid. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. just, you're holding it so it's like trying to keep it still. Oh, that sounds awful. It was good leverage. You need like a big handle on top, like they had. Like, well, the kid just puts his arm up and you grab onto its hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like group sex. That's gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, kids, you know, we, at what point? I don't know. I don't then does get that into slip it. into the exactly. whole? Exactly. Are you like the... skull fucking this kid? You ever hear that joke about the kid who was born talking, and he says, uh, he, he he comes out and and he and he says. Uh, are are you my father? He says that to the to the nurse. She's like, no, no. Like, so to the and, and tapping on on the head. Are you, are you my father? He says that to the mother. No. So it goes down the list. You know, of course. And now there's a deviation. Finally, uh, he meets his father, and he bangs on his head. He goes, "There, how do you like it?" Right. Because <laughs> the, the guy was fucking him. I get it. Right in the head. No crime happening today is more classic than robbing a bank. The possible exception of, uh, speaking of pregnant women, with the possible exception of cutting open a pregnant woman and ripping out the baby. Ooh, that's, that is, right. that's a classic Too far. crime. That's a classic crime, though, because that is, in a way, I think that is the most primitive and, and it's like the first crime, I think. The most... What do you mean it's we, the first crime? If you reduce it all the way down, like, like that, that crime involves, like, me want baby, right? <laughs> That's the thing you want uh, is the person there. You know what I mean? It's like to stab a woman in the stomach, cut it open and rip this. I think that is like not for a man. A woman would do it. It's a woman's crime. No guy would ever do that. Right. Unless a guy would be more likely to want it. Yeah. Like cut a woman's stomach up and throw your own baby into it. Maybe (laughs) you'd be more likely to do that. And I bet you some caveman tried that. Well, this we're talking about bank robberies, and we're talking about not just bank robberies because there's a lot of them here. You know, people think bank robberies are like a big thing, and they're not. They happen all the time. Really? You, yeah. They I mean, like every week, some bank gets robbed. Sometimes two or three bank robberies. Well, they're all week. insured, so the banks don't really care, right? Well, and they they don't get away with much. They get away with you know a few hundred dollars, maybe. They get away with a couple thousand dollars. Sometimes a guy will. I mean, I've, there's been times when rob seven banks and still get away with it. We got to find this guy, and it's not like a huge story. You know, it's there, but it's not huge. Well, but do they inspire us? You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> The most inspiring bank robber is what we were looking for. And uh, I think we've got a pretty good crop of, of, of bank robbers who are really rather inspirational. An arrest in the Queens Bank rollery. Cops were called when someone uh, spotted the criminal cripple at the hospital. This is a guy who's 23 years old, uh, Kelvin Dennison, a cripple bank robber. 
He's recognized from a surveillance photo. 23-year-old Kelvin Dennison arrested there and charged with robbery. The gritty wheelchair-bound Dillinger rolled away with over $1,200 from a Santander bank branch in Astoria. After demanding of the teller, give me all you have, and saying, I have a gun. He's being held on $15,000 bond at the time. So he was in a wheelchair? A wheelchair-bound robber in modern Sheenar. Like the Babel. Like the... The um, when you walk up to the bank teller, I mean, their their counter's kind of high, so I would think <laughs> he'd be he under probably that. had to like select the right one, you right? Know? And there's probably some that aren't like wheelchair accessible. He had to look at that, and then like uh, getting <laughs> so you're away. saying he cased the place first. He must have, yeah, because he got away, and then he <laughs> and it was and then he was captured at the uh, at the hospital. So that's an interesting story. I like Why it. was he at the hospital though? Did he get sh- shot or something like after? He was getting treatments because of whatever his illness was that causes him to be crippled. <laughs> was that what he needed the money for? Because it makes it kind of you feel bad for him then. I mean, I'm sure that he could apply the money towards that if he wanted. <laughs> apply. But I'm sure that, you know, it's $100 trillion is what it costs to be crippled. Uh, one, of the, one of the strangest bank robberies you'll ever hear about, Joseph Gibbons, avant-garde filmmaker, a former lecturer at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology passed a note to a teller at a Capital One bank, shooting all the while with his camera on New Year's Eve. He got $1,002 in that heist. He got $3,000 in Rhode Island in a similar performance robbery. So he was making a movie, and that was his thing, to make a movie of this. He's an artist and a, a filmmaker, uh, what you would call an avant-garde artist, I guess. So he pled guilty to burglary after he robbed a bank in Manhattan, filmed the robbery for use in a future project. His cellmate said he was doing research for a film. It's not a crime. It's artwork. He's an intellectual. His cellmate really drank the Kool-Aid on this. Yeah. I mean, we're debating whether or not he's really good at this. He he received a a Guggenheim fellowship and uh, has shown work in the Whitney Biennial. I tried to get into that. Fucking denied. Uh, the film Confessions of a Sociopath, which offered a semi-fictional dramatization of his self-destructive behavior, including substance abuse. You see, he's a fucking druggie. What do you expect? So that's an interesting and I think very inspirational, especially for us as artists. You know, like if we could turn it into a comedy, a film comedy, maybe that would be a, a way that we could, you know, sort of try to beat the fucking system. Well, I think it's weird they're calling him a filmmaker because it sounds like he's a drug addict that probably stole a camera. And it's just using it while he's going to <laughs> get crimes to make money to buy drugs. Oh, did you miss the whole thing about the Massachusetts Institute of Technology? He's from MIT. Yeah, this I guy, that. This guy is fucking, <laughs> he's legit, they say. All right. uh, he, he is known in the art world uh, as, uh, you know, somebody who uh, An idiot. is of some renowned. Yeah, I mean, t- y- you could just hire extras and shit. You know, <laughs> you don't, th- This was really not necessary. And we have one more bank bank robber who uh, I have to say, these these bank robbers are really top notch. Uh, th- th- this next one is uh, a bandit from the Bronx busted after three bumbling bank robberies in Coney Island. He scored only three hundred dollars total, which he stole from an Apple Bank on Brighton Beach Avenue. Two more attempts and he was caught. Arrested an hour later, forty-five year old Tiffany Felder. That's right, he's a man named Tiffany. Ugh. He told cops he wanted to be like Jesse James and John Dillinger, but when he only had $37 on him, he claimed he gave the money away to people on the street like Robin Hood. I guess a 45-year-old named Tiffany would have something to prove, similar to like a 
boy named Sue. What made him wait till he was 45 to do all this? You know, you know, it eventually got to him, I guess, you know, like uh, we started much younger. That's but you know what? You're still going to be whether you start now or not in five years, you're still going to be 50. You might as well be 50 Robin Banks. And, uh, you know, Dangerfield got a late start. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he his best years of bank robbering. They might still be ahead of him, but uh, the uh, slam dunk winner in this category was Kevin Dennison, cripple bank robber, the most inspiring bank robber of uh, 2015. And I certainly understand why, Uh, you know, because a a filmmaker, he's kind of a fucking intellectual. Right. And and, and you don't really completely buy what he's doing. Uh, I I mean, I don't think he really needs the money. He might be penniless, but like uh, he, he could do something else. Tiffany Felder. $300, $300, pretty shitty job. Right. I got the feeling the cops just were like, oh, go ahead. You don't have to stay. Go but wait, ahead. he wanted to be like, uh, who do you want to be like again? Dillinger. Dillinger. Jesse James. Well, Jesse James, 300 bucks. That's probably what they made back then. $300. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> right. That was quite a haul. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's really, it's, I guess it is a matter of perspective, you know, when you look at it that way. Like, if you look back in time, you know, like, a, like amounts. What do amounts really mean? You know, imagine the thrill of going in and just trying to steal anything like yeah. that. Like, have you ever shoplifted? Um, I'm not going to lie. I had it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt I felt. All right, super... come and get him. He's... <laughs> it's a long... I felt super guilty, but it was at a Home Depot. Wow, a Home Depot. Through a self-checkout because, like, I was, like, checking out. And I was actually paying for things, mm-hmm. but then missed some stuff. And, and you were intentionally uh, it, walking out with it then? I didn't even realize it? it. Oh, oh, well, that's not shoplifting. That's a well, mistake. Well, I did shoplift. It was a bunch of stuff. It was like stuff I was already like in a bag that I didn't realize. Mm. And did you... Uh, Nobody even checked. They check your receipt when you walk out and look at your stuff, and the guy just waved me through. Whoa, that's and then when I got home, I'm looking at the receipt and noticed, holy crap, this whole other bag wasn't even on the receipt. Well, what was it, like $45, $50 worth of shit? Probably. That's that's pretty good. That's all. I mean, like, if you had known you were walking out with that, you'd, your heart would have been thumping. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You so I was probably thrill. super confident. It was yeah. just like, come on. <laughs> look yeah. at my receipt. I got to go. It's like when you're married and some chick's hitting on you, and you're just like, I can't fuck this chick. All the all the pussy comes out of the fucking woodwork. I'm yeah. saying it. I don't give a shit. Who, look, and, and trust me, my wife doesn't listen unless she's on the fucking show. Let's just put that to the test. Right. If you if you hear this news horror, <laughs> come and confront me about it. But I know you fucking won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's a beautiful woman. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that woman. She just just to hedge my bets here, and even if she's not listening, I am a big fan. You should listen to her. Not listen. Listen to her on News Horror. Um, which is a great podcast. It's over on Riotcast News Horror with Mandy Stabmiller. You can also read her. She's a she's mostly a writer. And go to New York Magazine, The Cut, and that is where uh, you find her stories about our relationship. She's doing a whole thing called Unwifeable. It's about us. If you're not watching New York City Crime Report on Kumia, NYC Crime Report, so much more fun to watch. I mean, like I like to do it. It's a podcast. It's fun, but doing it uh, on camera is. I don't know. It adds a whole dimension, you know, visual and shit. I know you understand this stuff. Why am I explaining it? <laughs> well, NYC Crime Report, go on uh, Kumia, anthonykumia.com slash NYC Crime Report. That'll take you there. You can also just go to my website. Best way to do it, patdixonnyc.com. This podcast has a website as well, crimereport.nyc. It's a dot NYC. Rob Little, new in New York City. Yeah. Your first... Uh, 
your first time on the show. So, uh, and, and you're a nice guy, and, and you're and, and, and you're a guy who uh, has been doing stand-up comedy for probably about as long as I have. 18 years, just a week ago or so. Really? I, this is when I started, too, 20 years ago, and uh, here we are in the same room, uh, you know, the smallest it's room It's been a long time city. since we've seen each other, man. It I don't has. even remember, to be honest, but... You lost weight. It might have been pounds. Comedy Central Laugh Riots. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Couldn't have been that long. I know I've seen you. We pat. It's one of those things. I probably passed you in a hotel lobby in Indianapolis, <laughs> having breakfast and some shit. You're working at the other crackers, <laughs> right? And people are around, you know. But uh, it's nice to have you in town. I'm glad you're here. You're gonna stay here, in New York yeah, City. Yeah, I'm gonna try. It's a place to be. So, uh, all right. Well, what 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 should people know about you? Where can we find um, some stuff? Roblittle.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All Rob Little. Mm-hmm. Piece of cake. Easy to find me. There's not a lot of Rob Littles. <laughs> no. Not a lot of Pat Dixons. So uh, you can find Rob Little and Pat Dixon. All you do is type in our fucking names. You want to go to Instagram? PatDixonNYC.com. It's right there. Look at pictures. Look at photos. Look at videos of New York City happening before your very eyes. Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram and on Twitter. I could go on and on, and I already have. I tell you, all the shits. Nobody's listening anymore. That's the beauty of it. I don't is that find everybody that to be has true. turned the machine off. They ran. Like, they know when the stories are over. Yeah, but I'm on the show, so I know all my friends will be listening. <laughs> all of Rob's friends. Thank you for staying till the end. Thank you, Rob Little. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to New York City. Was it fucked up at the State Theater? No, it was phenomenal, but I didn't have a video camera. And being a dumbass, not asking anybody for one, because I sold everything to move back to Michigan to take care of my mother after L.A. She's disabled. Mm -hmm. And uh, did did she leave us? Uh, we finally put her down. Yeah, she was. Oh, <laughs> she boy. kept pissing on the comforter, so we had to. No, she, <laughs> no, she's doing better actually. We just moved her into something more manageable, where she has more help now. And oh, that's great. Yeah. And um, so okay, so you got to leave. Where, where in Michigan were you living? It was like it was called Pinconi, Michigan, which is about two hours north of Detroit. There used to be a couple gigs up in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever played those. There was a Yoder room, and then there was another room called Shooters. Shooters, well, you can tell the quality rooms when they they always end with ers. Uh.